What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 33.3. We are finishing our trek through Dragon Age Inquisition, the newest game that we've ever done on Phoenix Down. Um, the largest game we've ever done on Phoenix Down. I'll just go ahead and say it. Um, probably not the most hours I put into a game, but most certainly the largest. It's pushing it for me. Most hours that we put into a a Phoenix Down game. Oh yeah, I'm over fifty. I put forty four when I finished. Well, I went over fifty as well. Um, but yeah, so um, we left off pretty much in the middle of the Orlesian Ball. Um, we had mentioned that uh, a familiar face showed up, Morgan, and um. I was going to go talk to her and uh, finally make my decision on who I should choose to go with um, with this um, this option, I guess. Uh, there's a lot of – nobody's the good guy in this option, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, the big reveal is actually that um, the, the Empress's right hand – is the one who was pretty much pulling the strings as far as the assassination attempt. And um, the, the one we danced with, I should put it that way. And uh, she... Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we uh, and, and at, during the ball, she orders some of her men who are at the ball to start killing people. And I mean, they're just stabbing people left and right. Um, and she just runs off, like goes, I think jumps through a window and shit. And we chase after her and it's kind of like, a, I guess it is a boss fight. Yeah. I'm going to say I could not beat that boss fight. Really? I had to go back and replay all the other areas to get enough favor so that I could talk her down and get her arrested without oh. fighting her. Really? Yeah, That's interesting. I, yeah. You can just have her arrested. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I didn't have any trouble with any of the fights in this game. Like the whole game. I had trouble with one fight which I will get into um a little later on. Um so yeah, so at the end, everybody's standing around. We've we've stopped the assassination attempt and uh we get the choice. Do we wanna go with Gaspard, uh who was attempting to kill her anyway. <laughs> I've got to be honest. I didn't stop the assassination attempt. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was your choice, mm. huh? Yeah. So you didn't stop the assassination attempt. No. So she died. She died. Who, who killed her? Um, uh, what, is it Florian? This, the woman you were trying to, we were trying to get arrested. I think okay. her people killed her. But my choice was to let them go ahead and do it. To put the person I wanted up there and that was the choice I made in the end I thought it was be- oh, I thought damn. it was for the best yeah did you still go after her yep went okay. after her <laughs> you're practically <laughs> a lesion with this uh, scheming and yeah. conniving oh, she knows the game so uh, um, well Matt what, what did you go with uh, according to my inquisitor shit works just fine in Orlais and I wanted it to continue the way it was so naive matt so i naive. allowed her to live <laughs> and i said can't you guys all be friends 
You guys are the most powerful people in the country. Look at what you guys could do together if you only worked together. Uh-huh. So I had them all become friends and make up. Including Gaspard? Wow. Yep. Really? Um, <clears throat> I uh, let her live as well. Um, and I let her rule. Uh, but I had I pretty much just turncoat Gaspard. I was like, he was supposed he was trying to kill you too. Um, arrest his ass, and they're like, okay, we're gonna have him poke at XQ. I said, no, 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 exile him from Orlay, <laughs> and they exiled him. Uh, and he's like, I'll be back, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you will. See, because I had gone back to get all the other political favor or whatever court court favor, I had dirt on everybody, and that's what I was able to use. I basically blackmailed everyone into being friends because I said, look, and like I, I hit like dirt on everybody. And then I go through a list of what I've got on every single person and they all kind of look ashamed and and just, uh, you know, none of them could refute me because I had so much evidence against all of them. Nice. Dear, oh dear. Well, I, I felt the need for wholesale change in Orlais to get some shit moving and sort some stuff out too much faffing around so I uh, I let them kill Celine and I put Gaspar on the throne but I had the elven lady Briala basically ruling because hmm. I had uh, I had dirt on Gaspar and so she couldn't like officially take the throne because she's an elf but yeah basically she can pull the strings the, she's the overseer and she pulls the strings and Gaspar's the show pony who gets to sit on the throne kind of like Alistair and Honora yeah and it was good for the good for good for my elven brethren hmm. so well um we wrap up there uh and Morgan decides that she's going to come with us she wants to help out the inquisition uh so when we get back to uh skyhold not Skywatch, Skyhold. <laughs> um, she's there uh, along with um, a little guy that I'm kind of familiar with somewhat. Uh, she has her son with her. He looks. Oh amazing. shit! Yeah, I, that is obviously not in my in my um, in my world. Really, it, it should have yeah. been in well, mine. Because you two crazy kids went off and did something very silly with Morgan, didn't you? Back in the day. Yes. The 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 son of Lifty Fernandez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so you dumb. can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> Everyone, shaking my head. The the ultimate warrior, Lifty Fernandez. Um so yeah, she has a kid. So she doesn't have a son uh in your game, Sophie. Or she Matt. Have anything. No, yeah. because She's... my my champion didn't didn't partake in her silly nefarious plot okay and I'm matt like, and matt you you're you the same silly way. boys running around yeah. well matt since he did he used he didn't do that his he used the default yep uh he, he's got it too well then this is interesting because we got something a little different here uh <clears throat> which plays in later on oh really yeah um the so we talked to her and she has uh, the next part of the mission or the next part of the game would be getting enough power to uh, uh, Corypheus is moving down south. We don't know what he's going for, um, but he, he's moving his troops and himself down south, and, and we need to go down there to um, to figure out what he's going for. Uh, Morgan has an idea 
of what he's probably after. Uh, and she has one of her own inside our stronghold. Um, we are pretty much familiar with this if we did uh, the quest for Meryl in Dragon Age 2. Uh, Alluvian Gate? Is that what they're called? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the Alluvian Gates, which are basically a gateway not necessarily to the Fade. They, Morgan said it's kind of outside of the Fade, but in the same vein. Uh, and it allows people to to basically teleport. You know, like go through one gate, and you can go through another on the other side, and you'll end up in another part of the world. Um, but they also lead to other places as well. Um, she has one. She has it activated in uh, in Skyhold, um, and she takes us through it. It's not really even a mission. It's just we just go through it. Just to show us it's what like it is. It's like a little little tour. Yeah. And so she believes that uh, Corypheus is wanting to get his hands on one of those. And uh, it's down south. Now, I should mention that she does, as far as my game goes, she does mention a couple of times, this is my son. Um, I can't even remember his name. Uh, he looks like... He Lifty looks, Jr.? Lifty Jr. could be Lifty Jr. Um, no, nah, it's, it's, it's another name, but I can't remember what it is. Um, and, uh, he, uh, he looks to be probably about mm, eight, eight or nine around in there, maybe a little bit older. Um, not necessarily a strange kid. He acts like a kid, but he, he, he acts like one of those kids that hadn't got out that much, <laughs> you know? Uh, but, uh, so yeah, she's, you know, she's like, this is my son. He's going to be living with us and stuff like that. So, um, we decide to take um, our troops as much as we can, go down south, and see if we can stop Corypheus from getting this Alluvian Gate. Uh, so begins a lot of stuff as far as companion quest goes as well. Um, first off, uh, what I first noticed was whenever you chose your characters, Varric's card changed to what looked like him dying. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? I thought I had done something wrong. Um, but it's part of his companion quest thing. Uh, and the other thing I realized was I can't choose Blackwall anymore. I don't know where he is. He has left Skyhold. <laughs> and nobody knows where he is. Um, I don't think either of those things happened at all to me. No. Well, the thing with Varric did. But I never had Blackwall like disappear. Ever. Oh, yeah. Blackwall straight up left Skyhold and was unavailable to me. I couldn't choose him for a party. Oh, it's crazy. Um, so uh, I decided to start doing companion quests because, first off, I didn't have enough power. You had to have 40 power to go down to the south and initiate that mission. I didn't have enough. So I had to work on that. So I figured I'd knock out some companion quests because, first off, i got to figure out what the fuck is going on with Varric's card. So uh, talking to Varric... He mentions uh, he, he's actually meeting with another dwarf, a woman by the name of Bianca. Um, and uh, she has heard that there is um, some dealings going on with red lyrium. Uh, in fact, a ton of red lyrium is being uh, traded through the uh, the deep roads. Varric wants us to go check it out. So, uh, and she's afraid that. If 
Corypheus finds out about this, he could take that Red Lyrian for himself, make him even more powerful. So we go check that out. I, I go check it out. I don't know. Sophie, did you do the quest? I did not. I had the quest available, but I didn't end up doing it. Okay. Yeah, uh, I started it, but didn't get anywhere with it. So kind of an out. Uh, it's it's in the hinterlands. It, it was that. It was the part of the deep roads, the entrance to the deep roads in the hinterlands where that waterfall is. Uh, there was a cave there. Yes, it's, it's huge. Like that area is huge. Um, and uh, we we find the like, red templars and stuff like that. Um, and then kind of found out Bianca, the the dwarven girl, she was actually. Everybody's like, how did Corpheus find out about all this red lyrium if it's not even going? Th- you know, it's not going to him. And she's like, well, somebody leaked it out. Well, kind of found out she was the one who leaked out the information. Dun, dun, dun. And we're like, well, what the fuck? And she was like, apparently she had a change of heart on all this stuff and realized this could end the world, so I may need to tell Varric about it. <laughs> and so Varric's like, Jesus Christ. You know, he's just like, what the fuck are we even doing? One thing after another, isn't it? I know. It? So we, we stopped the Red Lyrium uh, transfer, um, and Varric's happy. You know, and he... He finally hints at where his crossbow got his name. It it pretty much came from her because she is a, a, a masterwork who can build practically anything like traps and doors and stuff like that. She would, he never admits it, but he hints at that. Yes, she was the one who made his crossbow for him. Um, he says he doesn't want that getting out because. He likes the fact that he only has, he's the only one with that crossbow. <laughs> and if people if people found out about it, they'd be hitting her up to to. Uh, and he'd just suddenly have like a chatterway instead of a really cool crossbow. Right? Exactly. Because everyone would have. Yeah, if we're going to destiny terms, everybody's got a <laughs> chatter white. Um. So yeah, it, it, he he you know and and then he'd be afraid for her because you know the people would kidnap her and say build these fucking crossbows for me and stuff like that. So, um, did that one. Uh, I'm just going through companion quests that I did. All right, oh, I'll tell you what. I did most of them. Did any of you guys do companion quests? I did Cole because okay. that was really easy. That was real just quick. just needed to give him the amulet. And then his card changed and I let him become more human. I did too. And that was really sweet. And then his card looked like more human and it was cool. And or oh, did Cassandra's and yeah. Yeah, I, I did Cassandra's think. as well. I did Cassandra's because I was going to romance her, and I yep. did Dorian's. Same. Okay. I started doing a bit of Dorian's. I started doing a bit of Black Walls, but not really. Like, I picked up all those things for <laughs> him. The Grey Warden stuff. Yeah, I wanted to do Black Walls until I saw his quest, and I said, I don't think so. Well, see, that's... I'm not going to pick up all these stupid little pieces yeah, from all over the world. Is that the actual quest? I don't then, think it I is. That. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because I don't... now knowing... knowing things that happen down the line I'm like well I'm surprised that that didn't initiate other anything else but yeah so there's a couple of things um black walls companion quest is probably one of the bigger ones um so I'll save that for uh, close to the end when I get done talking about these Dorian I did do Dorian's Dorian's was actually pretty good um yeah it was a nice it wasn't too long but it yeah. was nice and it heartfelt yeah, it was – Dorian uh, received a message or, well, technically, Leliana received a message um, and gave it to the Inquisitor 
uh, saying that there is a messenger in um, Redcliffe that wants to meet Dorian, and he is a representative of Dorian's father. Uh, apparently, Dorian and his dad do not get along with each other. At all. At all. Uh, he hates his dad, pretty much. Um, and uh, you have the option of either just taking the letter to Dorian or kind of tricking Dorian into going and meeting with the messenger and not telling him it's actually from his father. Uh, I chose to go straight to him and say, Hey, there's a message from your father. Uh, I thought you should know about it. If you want to go, we'll go. If not, so what? Um, but he said, all right, we'll go. But when we go, there is no messenger there. There's actually his dad's there. And, yeah, um, I ended up tricking him because I thought he wouldn't go, uh-huh. and I was, you know, I was like, "Oh, I think this is the best for you," and I think this is something you need to work out. So I was kind of playing, not matchmaker, but decision maker for Dorian. Right? Uh, did he get pissed about that or anything? A little bit. Yeah. But I had been, you know, we're we're pretty tight, so he was a little unhappy. But you know, I told him, you know. I, if if you want to leave, we'll leave. But you know, I just did this because I thought it would be the best, and he ended up sort of okay with it. And in the end, it, it in the end it worked out. Yeah. So the reason why Dorian is very defensive against his father is because his father pretty much not, didn't necessarily exile him, but kind of just <laughs> threw him out of the family because. Uh, especially in Tevinter, um, the last name, the name and, 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 and getting married, having children and, you know, continuing the family is very important to the Tevinters. Mm. And, um, as many people know, Dorian is gay and his father threw him out of the house because of that. I like that. They didn't just, use like him being a mage as a metaphor yeah yeah for him being gay like oh we don't like mages and now you're an outsider you're not you're not playing by the normal rules of society like to imply the gayness but you know it's actually his you know that's why his father was so angry yeah he, he just straight up yeah. he said he's yeah. like what, what's cool like I, I had the option of like what's what's between you and your dad and he's like he threw me out of the house because i enjoy the company of men and i was like that's what this is about and he's like, well, you know, he went into the whole spiel of, well, we're trying to continue our name and, and all this other stuff. But his dad actually came to apologize to him and to ask him to forgive him. And uh, Dorian kind of didn't want to have anything to do with it, but I was able to talk him into it. And I was like, just listen to him, you know. And, you know, it was it was actually a very good moment. That was yeah. nice. Yeah. They, I had to give it to him. Uh, that was a very good moment. Um. Did that one. Uh, Dorian came out happier for me. Um, I did Cassandra's, um, which was kind of long, but I mean, it was, it was easy. Uh, I, I, um, I went and hunted down all those dudes for her too. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. I'll tell you that one that was in the, the, yeah, the Western, the Western approach. Yeah. Yeah. It you had to me do a for, whole bunch of other fucking quests oh before you could oh, yeah. access that area. It, it took me for fucking hours. Like, I've ran around this entire fucking <laughs> yeah. mountain, and I can't figure out how to get in there. That happened to me on a couple different missions. This was one of them, but 
there, yeah, there's, the, the other there's a couple one, of different exalted emerald groves or is it exalted plains wherever you have to like unlock something at the war table don't you and yeah and then get to a new area and then yeah. go through a dungeon and then come out the other side yeah. of the dungeon and then you have access to that whole upper area right including like common things like camps you can't, <laughs> yeah. get, all the, you can't get all the camps in that area until you do this other series of missions yeah so uh i did his um sarah gave me hers and i said i don't like you yeah, I did like one bit of hers. Uh-huh. Like the Red Jenny stuff where we went to go meet this guy who just killed a bunch of people and then she's like, go and kill him. And I'm like, I'm not killing him. I'm just going to tell him to like fuck off. And, you know, and she's like, mm. and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing any more of these. I don't like her. I don't like her at all. I hate, I, I, she always has this look on her face like she's smelling a fart. <laughs> <laughs> or Or she's trying to let one out. I guess... You know, and the more I think about it, the more I don't think... I know I said earlier, like, her whole thing about, like, the little people getting caught up and she's just really nice. And I suppose I didn't sort of articulate very well. It's like I don't have an issue with her cause in the sense that I suppose, like, a lot of people do get swept up in these grand events like this story and, you know, like, Origins, like, get caught up as collateral damage or, you know, their lives get wrecked and all that kind of stuff. But... The way she goes about talking about her cause and the things she wants done and the things she stands for is just so annoying. Yeah. And she's so whiny and she's so, like, unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, disapproves <laughs> of everything. Like, just, oh, I can't take you seriously and you're not doing yourself any favors and you're not doing anyone else any favors. Can't stand her. Um, I didn't do solace because he hates me. <laughs> uh, I wanted to do Iron Bulls, but it never initiated for me. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Um, I, I did have a pretty good like meeting his his mercenary group. That was pretty fun. Like you, you met everybody. They all got these funny nicknames and stuff, and uh, it was fun. I mean, that that was a fun little thing. I really want to know, Drew. While we're talking about companions, uh huh. Did you end up romancing a certain someone? I ended up romancing somebody different. Okay. There's a reason why. Because Scout Harding uh, can well, be she, she's not married, is she? No, she can be she can be flirted with, but she cannot be romanced. Oh, were you heartbroken? Yeah, oh. I was because I was like, why? Is she, why? Nothing's initiating here. So I actually had to look it up. I looked it up in a fact, and apparently there are a set number of people that you can romance, and there are a set number of people that oh. you can flirt with. So you were doomed from the start. I was doomed from the start. So I decided to set my sight somewhere else. Yeah, I was really hoping she would pull like a Cullen role, where she's not a party member, but she's there all the time. Yeah. But so I uh, I decided to uh, romance uh, a cute little Antivan woman uh, by the name of Josephine. And uh, holy shit, to get (laughs) to get her affection. Is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it was like eight quests deep. Really? Oh my god! So I, I decided to start romancing her um, at the end of the Orlesian Ball because she comes and talks to me, and they're like, "So what do you want to do now?" And it's like, "I want to go home," or "I'm just gonna sit here for a minute." Or I said, "I want to dance with you." And I was like, "I want to dance with her," and I danced with her, and oh my god, we had the most romantic time. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, so there, there's multiple things with her. So like, uh, she she finds out that uh, her her namesake has been kind of smeared, and her family can't like uh, do any type of business in Orlay anymore. So I have to go fix that. Um, and then uh, she c- c- finds out that she's actually engaged. She's been engaged to somebody by her family. Oh, you can pick them, can't you, Drew? Yeah. <laughs> she's actually engaged uh, to a man that she's never met. It's kind of like an arranged marriage. Oh. Uh, and, uh, did you kill him? I did not. I did go challenge him to a duel, though. Um, you slapped him in the face with a glove? I did not. That was the thing. I was so looking forward what to that. What did you do? I just showed up in Orlais, and that guy was there, and he, he, he threw me a sword and said, okay, let's fight. <laughs> and we, it, it was all cutscene. There was no fighting involved. Um, and then Josephine shows up and says, "Stop this! What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm fighting for for you." And she's like, "Why? You, you you're risking you're risking the name of the Inquisition on a stupid duel." And I was like, "I'm doing it because I love you." And then the achievement or the the trophy popped up saying, "You've committed Aww. to a relationship." I was like, "Oh, that's so sweet." And how? I know. And. uh now that we're in a relationship, I can just go to her at her desk anytime and say, "Hey, you want to spend some time together?" Yeah, uh, that's I fun. Can do that with Cassandra. Um, and so I, I decided to do to do her uh, in more <laughs> ways than one. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> I am so lame. Um, and then the other, I, I did do Vivian's companion uh quest uh and that actually kind of opened my eyes a little bit because you know i was i was originally going to be doing i was going to try to uh to romance her and she kept saying don't be ridiculous darling and she yeah that's all she said to me i was like all right you're you're full of yourself i don't want to romance you anymore but did anybody do her companion quest no no there's a there's a reason why uh she turned me down uh, which she mentioned it before. She actually is married. It was it was done kind of like as a status thing. Um, uh, but she wants us to go get a white wyvern heart. Um, in which we have to go hunt down the the wyvern, kill it, and uh, she makes a potion out of it. She she's very secretive about this potion. She don't want like we ask her what, what's this for. She's like, I don't want to disclose that information right now. Um, but when when she makes the potion. She actually goes to her husband that she's been married to, and uh, he is actually on his deathbed dying. And she's trying to make that potion to save his life, and he he dies. And that was the reason why she didn't want to, she didn't romance anybody was because she was still committed to her husband. So, but now she's free. Now she's free, but now she's grieving. Mm. She, I mean, that, it was actually a pretty heartfelt moment because you know her. Her husband died right in front of her, and she was like, you know, Bummer. "Yeah, it's like let's 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 leave. He's gone." And I was like, "All right." And then her card changes to her looking sad with her dead husband next like, in front of her. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I'm not going to choose you for the party anymore." <laughs> and then finally, Blackwall. Uh, Blackwall, I'd say, is the most revealing of the companion quests. So Blackwall decides he's leaving. He leaves the Inquisition. Um, and um, 
we have to figure out where he's at. So uh, there, there is a he intercepted a note um, that was supposed to go to Leliana, and it was saying that a person was going to be held in execution in Orlay. No idea who this person is, uh, but he wanted to go to Orlay to to see this execution. At least that's what we think. When we get to Orlay, he's there. The execution is about to begin, and he shows up and says, "Stop this!" He said, "This, the what he is charged with is not his fault. It's my fault." And and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" What? And what is what he's charged with was actually killing uh, a, a a. Major uh, ruler, um, having his men kill major rulers, as well as uh, killing their family members and other people in that court. Come to find out, Blackwall is not really Blackwall at all. He is a man by the name of Tom Rayner. And uh, Tom Rayner was uh, a pretty high command in the Orlesian army. Uh, he was ordered, he was ordered to do this, but he ordered his men to do it as well, but he takes full responsibility for it. He feels bad because he said it it wasn't supposed to go down how it was. Uh, you know, they killed all of that man's family and including the children and stuff. And he, he, he was like, that was not how it's supposed to be. Um, and uh but he 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 turns himself in and is awaiting execution uh and he said that uh blackwall is the name he took on because he said when he when he had these his men kill these people he went out on the run because he was he was basically a war criminal uh and he met up with a gray warden by the name of blackwall and um blackwall said that he could uh join the gray wardens and, uh, and, uh, you know, you can kind of like, has anybody ever heard the legend of the French Foreign Legion where they claim that if you, no matter if you're a criminal or whatever, they'll just take you and it pretty much abolishes everything that you've ever done? Like the Night's Watch? Kinda, yeah. It's a lot like that. Um, I, I know that's just a legend. I mean, it's not true, but, um, uh, it's kind of like that with the Grey Wardens, I guess. Um, so that's what Blackwall was going to do, or, or what Tom Rayner was going to do. Um, and Blackwall sent him down to the deep roads to get blood, dark spawn, dark spawn, dark spawn <laughs> blood to start the joining because he always had to drink it. Um, and when he returned, Blackwall was dead. Uh, the dark spawn came out and killed him. Um, so he took on his name and basically hid among the Grey Wardens as Blackwall. Um, but the big thing is, and I don't know if this is true or not. I need some, maybe a listener could help me out here. He said that he never actually did the joining, which makes me say, mm. is Blackwall even a fucking gray warden then? Was he just, I, I, I think that obviously, I don't think that makes him a gray warden, right? Yeah. Right. But you, yeah. You have to drink the darkspawn blood. Otherwise yeah. you're not tainted and you don't have a connection to the darkspawn. Yeah. Does that, does that explain could, why he didn't heed the call and leave with all the rest of them? That could be it. He may have just been playing dumb. And then <laughs> that also explains why he doesn't really know how to, cause I didn't get any of this in my playthrough. Yeah. Like he never disappeared for me. I talked to him quite a bit towards the end of my game, and maybe that's why. But I did have the conversation where he sort of you ask him how to kill an archdemon, 
and he's really unclear on it. Mm. How, how, like, what do you say exactly? He's just like, oh, you just kind of get a sword and stab it. Mm. Or, you know, it's the getting him so you can stab him. That's the hard part. But he, did, he was really vague and it kind of it just sounded, yeah. Interesting. So I, I, I'm, I'm under the impression that I don't think Blackwall is actually a Grey Warden. Yeah, no, he was I just think lying right. the entire time. I think that makes him the most interesting character in this whole game. Then he is that—that that was the thing, and it's such a well-written character because if you go talk to him, there's multiple times where you know he's dealing with something, but he won't tell you what it is. Like he, he, he I sat down and had drinks with him. He started talking about how when he was a kid, there was a bunch of kids uh, in his neighborhood who uh, strung up a dog and beat it to death. And he said, "I could have done something to stop it, but I didn't." And he said, "That's the, I, that's why I'm a coward." And I was like, where's this coming from, dude? You know, and it, it was multiple times. I'm like, God, this is such a well-written character. I don't know what the fuck's going on with this guy. And then when it's revealed, I'm like, holy shit. Mm. This dude is a fucking liar. <laughs> but he, the thing is, is that he feels genuinely bad about all of this stuff that he's done. He feels like he's a coward. He feels like he's a fraud. And he tells us this. And he wants to be executed. And I said, No. I, I went to Cullen and said, do what you got to do. Get the, get him out of jail right now. And he did. And then I go to my throne. I sit down and they bring Blackwall in front of me. Or Tom oh, Rainer. that's crazy. Yeah. And they said, well, you can judge him. What do you want to do? And I told him, I said, uh, do you, know, you can ask him a bunch of questions. This is like one of the longer judgment ones. And I was like, do you want to be free? And he says, I just, he said, I don't know what I want. He said, what do you want? And I said, well, you know what? You've had crimes in the past, but make up for them by helping us kill Corypheus. And he said, all right. So he's back in the group. See, I got to say that uh, the, the last three quests of the game basically had me wanting to kill Corypheus. You know, I had the, the, the bloodlust, I guess. Uh huh. And I kind of, once I started down that path, I was pretty focused on just seeing how the story was going to gonna end. But I really wish, you know, after I finished the game, I really wish I had taken a lot more time with the companion quests. Yeah. You know, I, I did spend a lot of time doing random quests, but I wished that the game had told me, you know, you could spend this extra 10 hours that you're going to spend with the game yeah. doing random shit, but your game will be much more fulfilling if you do it with your companion quest. Now, maybe I should have known that on my own, but... I was basically just doing things sort of randomly until I all of a sudden latched onto, all right, I can finish the story now. I'm going to see what happens. And then I ended it, and then I'm like, shit, there's so much that I missed. Like, all of that with Blackwall. Yeah. That sounds awesome. That could have been, you know, one of the best parts of the game. It, and, mo it most certainly was for me. Pretty sad that I just didn't see it. Yeah, that, that, that was one of the best quest lines in the game for me was just, you know, finding out – you know, I mean, you can totally just berate this motherfucker if you want to. You know, it's like, you lied to me, you asshole, you know, and stuff like that. But I was just like, look, you've made mistakes, man, but you've been helping us this entire time. And you're a good fighter, and I need you, you know. So, I need him. He was in my quest till the end. Oh, yeah. I had him throughout the entire time. Um, uh, the I think that's all the companion quests. I do want to mention one other scene. And it, I don't know if anybody else got that scene. Is the, the where everybody's playing poker? No. Really? No, I didn't either. That was such a fantastic fucking scene. Uh, it's 
uh, I go talk to Varric. Varric's like, good, you're, you're just in time. We're going to play, uh, some, I don't know what the name of the fucking game is. It's a fantasy poker game. Uh, and, uh, he said, come on. And he invites everybody. Everybody shows up. Josephine, Leiliana, Cullen, all the party members. And we're all sitting around this table and we're all bullshitting. And you can like, you can choose to tell a story and people are telling stories and stuff like that. And, um, Varric's like, you know, trash talking, talking and stuff like that. And Josephine, she's like, I think I'm, uh, I'm going to win this one. And then Cullen's like, yo, you want to bet? And, uh, and it shows like five minutes later and it shows Cullen like completely naked. Apparently he has lost all of his money and his clothes <laughs> and everybody's laughing their asses off at it. It was great. It, that, that was one of those like, oh, this is a, a good little moment, you know, with everybody. Iron Bulls telling stories about killing dudes and shit. And uh, Sarah is pretty much drunk herself under the table. She's completely drunk. Uh, it, it was actually a really good moment. Uh, um, that was, I think that's just a small little random scene. Um, so after doing all the companion quests, I decided I have enough power now, so let's go do this, this mission. So we go down to the South, uh, to find this Alluvian gate. Uh, Morgan goes with us because, well, obviously she knows how to work these things. Um, and we run into it, it was a, it was one of Leliana's companion quests, I think, and I didn't do it. Uh, but it, that that the the woman, the the, the mage woman, the kind of older woman who is kind of like working with Corypheus hardcore. She's there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't remember what her name is, and we're chasing after her. Um. And we make it to this like temple out in out in the middle of nowhere. Temple uh, of Mythal. There you go. Yeah. And uh, it, she, they, they, we have we we have an option because we we found that we can open the door to the temple and explore more there, or we can chase after them because they jump down this hole. Um, and that's our first option here. What would what what did you guys choose to do? I explored. Okay. Me too. Yeah, I did too. Um, and mine's really interesting because I was playing as an elf. Okay. So the whole thing, this whole section, like I'd be curious to know if there are subtle differences between our playthroughs. Uh, there, there very well could be, and in, in fact, who you brought with you is probably yeah very interesting too. Um, the person I'm talking about, I didn't bring with. Oh, I did. Really? I think. The person. Well, I tell you, I, who I had in my party when I did this, the rest of the the end game, as it were, was Cassandra because that's my lady. Uh-huh. Me too. Same reason. You know, he's Varric and Solus. Okay. I always roll uh, with Solus. I had the same setup, but Blackwall instead of Varric. Hmm. Interesting. I had Blackwall, um, Dorian, and Varric with me. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we do some exploring, have to do some fucking, I didn't like it. it the dumb the floor puzzles, the dumb the floor, floor puzzles. puzzles. Yeah. I, I was just like, this is tedious as shit. I kind of liked them, but, uh, it, it's just another way to explore and stuff like that. So eventually we make it to the, to the end of that area and there's some elven guys there. 
uh, very different looking elven guys. And um, while we're exploring this area, I don't know if any of you guys did it, there's statues and stuff. And if you click on those statues, you get a little bit of a backstory on what this place really is. Um, and uh, the, the, the old elves had a god. Um, they, and she was killed, tricked by, uh, fuck. The Somebody, wolf. Yeah, the wolf or the fox or something like that. It was, it was, it, it, you know, it's an old tale, obviously. The dread wolf, right? The dread wolf. There you go. Uh, she was, tr- the, the, this god of the elves was tricked by a dread wolf and was killed. She got killed. Uh, and, um, Supposedly, a lot of elven lore died with her. When she died, everybody the elves kind of lost faith, and 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 the the elves became basically what elves we know today. You and know, it, her name is Mithal, isn't Mithal, it? Mithal, yeah, yeah. Um, it it uh, it basically when she died, the elves kind of split. Uh, they, you know, they, they went their own way. They became Dalish elves, and you know, they they became nomads and roamed. All of Thetis, and then eventually some of them became more not domesticated, but more <laughs> more like humans, and they became like the the alienage elves and stuff like that. But originally, uh, the, the the tribal elves were were the rule. You know, they were ruled by this god, and they worshipped her, and she she died. Um, so uh, we run into some of these old school elves. Uh, who are there? They're protective. Yeah, very protective because they're protective of this thing called uh the pool of sorrow, or the well of sorrow. Excuse me. Uh, and uh, the puddle of sorrow. The puddle of sorrow, <laughs> a body of water about sorrow. Uh, and they are very protective of it because they say that that pretty much holds all the memories of the elven. Race period, um, and uh, they they don't believe anybody is worthy to drink of it to obtain its power. Um, but you know, obviously, we find out whole Corypheus is actually after that shit. Uh, he yeah, he doesn't give a shit about this fucking gate. He he wants this he wants this pool. So we decide. Uh, we, I talked to him, and I'm like, look, we're kind of on the same side. We're trying to stop this Corypheus guy. And they believe me, and they let me go. Um, which they actually kill Corypheus. If anybody, uh, they have a trap set up, that fucking kills him. Explodes him into pieces. And then we see he just kind of just merges into a dead body and becomes Corypheus again. And we're like, well, how the fuck are we going to kill this asshole? Cheetah. Yeah. It's and like Crota. Yeah, and then with Varric in my party, he was like, so that's how he lived after we killed him in Dragon Age 2. Mm-hmm. He, you can't kill him. We'll come to find out, which we, we find out a little bit later on, but I'll go ahead and explain it now. As long as that dragon archdemon thing is alive, he can go to any fucking living thing and basically corrupt it and become – and just it keeps – Becoming, you know, regeneration. I had just watched The Crow, and I was like, what a ripoff. <laughs> the, the, 
crow can't be hurt until you kill his crow, and Corypheus can't be hurt until you kill his dragon. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I know. I just. <laughs> I was laughing to myself because That's they're not really that similar. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah. But so. actually, before we got to this part, I, I really liked the little bit where they were talking about the history. Yeah. Of, of the elves, and because we had come upon a statue of the dread wolf. Yeah. And they have a conversation. They're like, "Wait, why is this here? If if these elves hate the dread wolf for betraying and killing Mithal, why do they have a statue of it here?" Yeah. And so, uh, sort of, that's the way I felt. In the last game, when we were in the deep roads, and you see the the dwarven ruins that are so old that the dwarves don't know about it. Uh huh. Here we're in elven ruins because I had Solus with me, and nobody can explain why these elven ruins are the way they are, even the elves. Huh. And that's the kind of thing. That, like both of those moments really stood out to me as like I love this world because even the people in the world don't understand all of it because it's so big. Yeah. And it was just. Tiny little moments in both of those games, but I really liked them. Yeah. So we chase after Corypheus and his his right hand, that woman I can't remember her name is. She has a nice gap in between her teeth. She looks kind of goofy. Uh, and um, we have a boss fight there, obviously. Uh, didn't have any problem with that fight. I, I pretty much killed her. Um, yeah. And then we come up to the pool. The, the Well of Sorrow. And, um... Since Morgan's we're, pretty obsessed with this thing as well. Yeah, Morgan... That that was the biggest thing for me, because Morgan was like, we need to go and get this well right now. Yeah, you she know? sounded like a bit of a drug addict, to be honest. Yeah. Like the way she was carrying on about, like, needing to drink from this well. When, yeah. Well, see, that was, that was my biggest thing, uh, was that... When she kept talking about this, because, all right, look... I know Morgan is not the most trustworthy person on the planet. I mean, she has a demon baby in my game. And, uh, you know... Well, you it, gave it to her. I did yeah. give it to her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lifty didn't want to die, so, you know... <laughs> uh, so, the... I, I don't trust Morgan. Especially now that she's acting like a fucking crackhead trying yeah. to get her fix. Um so we get to this the, the the well of sorrow. The the head elf guy is there, and he's like, "All right, this isn't meant for anybody. You guys should not even fucking touch this stuff. But you've proven yourself not to us, but you've proven yourself. Period. If you want it, go have it. So we have a choice. Morgan's there. Morgan's like." I should take I should I should take this power because first off I've studied this stuff I'm a mage I know a lot about ancient magic and ancient things like that you know she doesn't obviously allude to oh my mom's the witch of the wilds or anything like that mm. she doesn't she doesn't allude to that but she, you know she's always saying look I know more about this shit than you do so then I turn to my party members. Blackwall says, I'd rather trust you with it than that fucking mage. Uh, and uh, Varric's like, I don't even know what the fuck this shit is. Don't yeah. even ask me. <laughs> and then Dorian is like, eh, give it to Morgan. She wants it so much. So I, and this was the, this was the decision that, that I yep. sat at for about five minutes. 
Me too. I um I had another choice because I could offer it to Solus as well. Really? Yeah. Wait, so I didn't. I, that, I don't think I had that option. Well, I could have because I had a chat with my party, and then I was like, you know, Solus, do you want it? And he was like, huh. no, don't ask me again. Maybe I don't know. Does Solus like you? I don't think he likes me that much, but I think I have enough, you know, friendship I, with him. I thought we were okay. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I said Solus because I was a bit hesitant with the, you know, me or Morrigan choice. And I was like, Solus, you know, he's also like an elf and he knows a lot about a lot of shit. And I thought maybe, you know, I don't want to do it. And he was just like, no, do not ask me again. And I was like, oh, okay, dude. <laughs> but that that was it. You still couldn't choose him to do no, it. No, I couldn't. Cho- I couldn't force him, but I right. could ask him to do it. Okay. I think I did ask Dorian, and Dorian's like, I don't want it, man. You know, that was kind of thing. So the choice was Morgan or me take the power. Well, me being the nice guy that I am. And me being the the guy who decided to take this burden of saving the world, I took the power for myself. What did everybody else do? I let Morgan take it. Because I thought, don't really know what's going to happen. She does know more about it than I did. Yeah. And also, if it all goes totally tits up, I wanted to be clear-headed. <laughs> To try and save the world, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. To keep the Inquisition together. And I thought, yeah. If and she's willing to take that risk, <sighs> you know, knowing more about it, then, you know, I'm going to take the risk on her. Yeah, because they, they kept mentioning that you will get power from this, but there's going to be a sacrifice. There's yeah, a cost. A, there's, there's a cost. cost. Yeah. They didn't say what it was. I still don't know what the cost is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Matt, what did you do? Uh, I let Morgan have it for two reasons. Partially because I agreed with her logic that, you know, she's better equipped to deal with it than I am. Mm-hmm. That's true. But the really the main thing is that my character just wants to get back to normal. The last thing in the world he wants is another godly power. Yeah. He doesn't want it, doesn't want anything to do with it. Doesn't even want the shit that's attached to his hand. Just wants to go live his life <laughs> like a normal person. So basically that was the logic that trumped all else in this game for me. I'm like, he would he would never take that. He doesn't want it. He just just wants to end things and get back to normal. So there's there's no way I could conceive of him wanting it. So I just said no. So my reasoning for taking it myself, and I will explain what happened afterwards, I don't trust Morgan. Period. That's fair. She has, you know. She's not the most truthful. Not trust her. Well, uh, this is where I kind of met a game that shit because mm-hmm. I know how she is. Uh, but I don't trust Morgan, and I basically said, "All right, if there is going to be some kind of horrible sacrifice for this stuff, I want to take it on my own." I don't want anybody else to have to suffer because of this. You know, I'm already have the burden of the thing on my hand. Let me to let me do this on my own. I will take it. I will sacrifice my own life for this. But when I did it, Morgan and a lot of other people looked at me like, 
you power hungry motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to act like that. I'm just, I'm trying to help you fuckers. You know, Morgan was fucking pissed. Morgan, I, I figured she was going to leave the party, but she didn't. Um, she's like, oh God. All right. Fuck, take it. You know, it, that was, that was the thing. So I took it and, you know, I, I hear these voices in my head. They're whispering to me. Telling me things and stuff like that. So, like with you guys, Morgan goes into the to the pond and absorbs yeah. the shit. And then, like, yeah. what what after that? Do, do, I mean, can you hear what's what's being said to her and stuff? No, but it no, it's just some whispering, and I don't remember actually understanding the words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of the same way with me. Uh, I, I I can hear it, and I can make out a few things, which is what he mentions. You know, they're like uh, when we get back to the war table. Uh, it's like I can hear the whispering, and I'm like I can make out a few things. It's saying this, this, and this. And Morgan looks at me. She's like, "Well, maybe if it was somebody else who could understand them." I'm like, "Shut the fuck up, Morgan! Jesus <laughs> Christ!" You know, she's all pissed off, and I was like, "Look, I got this. I can handle it." Na 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 na. So uh, that's that's what we did. That's what I did. Um. A lot of people dis- disapproved. Solus definitely disapproved. And I was like, you know what, Solus? At this point, I don't give a fuck what you think. You f- dickhead. I, 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 I can't stand him now. I liked him at the beginning, you know? He was one of those guys that, like, he loved talking to you. He'd greatly approve shit if you just asked him questions. <laughs> and now he's just like, he disapproves Lulled of everything. you into a false sense of security. I know. Asshole. So, um... After that, we go back to uh, Skyhold and um, plan our next course of action. But in the meantime, there is a bit of a crisis going on, at least for me. Uh, wow. Yeah, this is this is, completely changes every fucking thing. Uh, so my next scene – or not, not, ne- not next scene. Morgan wanted to talk to me basically <laughs> in, in, in Skyhold. So I went and yep. talked. I went and talked to her. She was at the Illuvian Gate. Yeah. Well, we had the same. We had to go and talk to her in the gardens. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was in the garden. Okay. I went and talked to her next to the Illuvian Gate, and she says, in a panic, my son has ran off into the Illuvian Gate, and I can't find him. Oh no! Babysitting. And I was like, okay, well, let's go in and try and find him. And when we go in, we actually go into the Fade instead of. The crossroads, and we're like, well, we got to find my son. She's like, she's fucking freaking out. She's crying and shit. And I'm like, damn, I didn't think you actually cared about this demon baby, but apparently she does. I didn't think Claudia Black would ever cry. Yeah, <laughs> she's always tough. So tough. So uh, we eventually run into her son, and there's another person standing there with him. And I will go to that. I will return to that after you guys tell me what happened with you. I don't. We just had like a chat, and she's yeah, like, nothing. "Oh, it's yeah, it's cool. I'm still figuring it out. It's amazing." And then that that was it, right? Yeah, there, nothing really happened there. Really? Okay. Well, continuing on with mine, um, <laughs> we're in the fade. Me and Morgan run back into her son, and her son is standing there talking to another person. When we get closer, we find out it's dear old grandmother, Flemeth. Well, she does appear 
for us. Okay, where does Flume of the Pier? But um, where do we go, Matt? Like we have to go somewhere. And then she's like, just me and you, like you did. But we have like all our companions. And then she tells them. I th- but it, I think it's later. And, oh. and Flemeth. So, yeah, there's the. This leads into like the second to last mission. Yeah. The final piece. Uh-huh. That's that's what that's what I'm talking about. The final oh, piece. Okay. This was the final piece for me. Oh, okay. Oh no, and this was not the final piece for us. I guess then. Well, let me just mention what happened with me. Flemeth is there. She's got the sun. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? You're supposed to be dead. And <laughs> she's obviously not dead. Um, and we go into this whole big spiel of, I want your son. Your son has something that I want. She's like, you want the soul of the old god, you know, the archdemon. And my character's like, what the fuck are you people talking about? What? You know? Um, and she decides, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to control you because she knows somebody drank from the well. Oh, it was me. And so she's controlling me and I'm holding Morgan back. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. She's controlling me. And then Morgan pleads her case. She's like, I love my son. Please don't do anything to him. And, And she's, and actually Flemeth believes her. She's like, all right, fine. I will help you all. Uh, because there's a, there is something I need to uh, admit to people. You know that God for the elves. That's me. And we're like, so you really you're Mithal? Yeah, I'm I'm Mithal, or Mithal lives inside of me is what she told me. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, and so. He, what have you been doing? So so that is the plan the entire time. For the longest time, Mathal has been living inside of this woman, Flemeth. And every so often, Flemeth has a daughter and moves the, their souls into the other daughter and takes that person over. Right? Basically repossesses that person. And which what was her plan with Morgan? Morgan found out about it and said no and then tried to have Litty Fernandez kill her. But you can't kill her. Or you can kill her, but... If some of her is left alive, I don't know how this works. If some of her is left alive, she can still, because that's what happened in Dragon Age 2. She had her a part of her in that amulet that she gave to Hawk and, yeah. you know, it transferred over to somebody else. I don't know how this shit works. So if somebody can shed some light on that, I would greatly appreciate it. What she told us was she is Mithal, or Mithal lives inside of her. She wants her son so she can have the that soul of the archdemon. So what she decides to do after seeing how much Morgan loves her son, she takes the archdemon's soul out of the boy, puts it inside of her, and then gives the boy back to her <laughs> mother. And then That's she's, crazy. That and, is crazy. That is literally nothing like what happened. I think for us, we just went to like a statue of Mythal to pray yeah. or something. Didn't we? We killed a dragon. See, right? I did not fight a dragon. I fought a dragon because here's what happened. I was like, were well, you going to help us? She says, yeah, I'll help you, but you got to prove yourself. And I was like, what are you talking about? She says, go to this place. 
Okay, yes. Yeah, so and that's... and you're going to run into a dragon, and you're going to have to play how to train your dragon. And I didn't have to kill it. I had to fight a dragon and get it about halfway down to health. Yeah. And, th- and then it agrees, okay, you're a badass. I will join you. And that was my gift from Mithal was I have myself my own personal dragon. So, Matt, what happened in your game? Uh, we just went to this big clearing, which I assume is where somebody would fight a dragon because it was big enough yeah. to hold a dragon. Uh huh. And then we get to summon. We went to some. Try to summon. Like Morrigan thinks that she can, because she's drunk from the well, right? She can summon Mathal. Uh huh. And then we go to that clearing, and she does a little hoodoo. And Flemeth appears. Okay. And everyone's like, <gasps> and that's when she, and that's where she reveals she's Mithal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. But then and they just notice- have a conversation. I didn't end up ever fighting a dragon. I'm sure I thought. Well, maybe I didn't. I don't know. Because that I- whole mission took me about four minutes. Yeah. Oh, that mission took me a fuck longer. Because yeah, no, that really dragon, short. that dragon fight was a nightmare. That was the one I had to go level up. Well, maybe that wasn't because I had like killed. I'd only done two dragons, like, and I did them all around the time when I did the. F- so maybe that's all sort of merged into yeah, one this- another. But yeah, we just got Flemeth from like Morgan having drunk from the well. Thought and obviously the kid not being involved, at least in both of our playthroughs. So we just hop on over to the to the altar and. Summon her and Flemeth just appears. Hmm. See, I, well, boring. I, I I did that and Flemeth didn't appear. A dragon appeared, and I had to fight it and prove myself to that dragon that I was a badass. And then the dragon said, "Okay, I'm on your side." He didn't say anything. He just kind yeah, of nodded no, and flew away. Think about it, that isn't that isn't when I fought a dragon. I did fight a dragon right before the spit, but not. As part of the storyline. I'm hmm. pretty sure she just appears and then... Yeah. I saw so, a dragon right before this, but it was in the... Uh, whatever the wintry area is. I don't yeah, know we just... Bit. That's it. I've just looked... Because we had a a, a, a... a new section on the map opened up. That's how we got there, to the altar. Okay. Just so, clicked on it. So this, al- there. this altar was in the in the snowy area? No, no. No. I, I fought a dragon completely separately before this area, just like in preparation, because I, I figured I would have, be having to fight Corypheus' dragon. Right. And uh, there, in one of the snowy, snowy areas where you're taking over all the keeps from the Red Templars, Okay. there's this humongous bridge that goes over a gorge that's like a half a mile long. And there's a whole separate area with a giant coliseum-looking thing, and I climbed up to the top of that, and there was a dragon. Huh. But I got manhandled by it, so I gave up and then decided to just try and finish the game without beating that dragon. Gotcha. Okay. But, but you know, when I got to this mission, it was we th- – this new area opened up. We walked over to the altar to try and summon Mythal, and then she shows up. It's Flemeth. They have a conversation. It's awkward. And, yeah, it's awkward, and then that's the end of it. And then all of a she, sudden... Yeah, I'm... she sort of agrees to help, though, doesn't she? Yeah. Like, I don't remember what she does, though. She give, There's some sort of power or something. But... Yeah. Give the power. 
Yeah, well, something to, to Morgan. Cut, like to, to yeah to Morgan because obviously, like we need to 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 annul um Corypheus's arch demon, right? Yeah, just give her the knowledge that killing the dragon. No, it doesn't. Don't we get? We do get a dragon. I'm sure like Morgan turns into a dragon or something, but <laughs> it's something like that. I can't really remember that yeah. well. I will go ahead and say because I talked to Ken about this. He says Morgan does turn into a dragon. Okay, that is what happened. I thought I didn't want to say that if I just totally imagined that and got that wrong because that would sound like I'm an absolute mental person. No, in the next mission, she definitely does. (laughs) Yeah. And I think in this conversation that we have, like, (laughs) Flemeth just says, yeah, you can now turn into a dragon. Kaboom. Well, there you go. Since, so way less dramatic yeah. and convoluted than your one. <laughs> yeah. So I, that that was the thing. Since I drank from the well, wow. that's I, a major, major convergence. That's like a major divergence. Yeah. So multiple things happened. One, I, I drank from the well. Two, she had a kid. Yeah. So there's multiple things. There's a number of different yeah decisions that you could do there. I'd wonder what would happen if we drunk from the well and didn't have the kid, or had if Marion had the kid and she drank from the well. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, um, I have my own personal dragon um, that I will proceed to use to go kill Corypheus's dragon. That's just what I do next. Yep. The next part is the final fight. And there is nothing leading up to it. It is straight up you walking. You know, I mean, you're at Skyhold. And you're at the war table, and everybody's like, so what do we do now? I said, we kill Corypheus. And they're like, well, we don't even know where he is. And all of a sudden, kaboom! There he is. And so we go fight him. And he, he lifts the ground up. Like, it's like... Yeah, the lifts, entire castle. Yeah, he, li- the yeah he lifts the fucking castle up on, on ground into the sky. And we go fight him. Um, and he also opens up the breach again. He opens up this gigantic breach, the one that we already closed, and everybody's like, oh, shit, here we go again. So we're going to go close that motherfucker again. And, uh, yeah, we go fight Corypheus. Um, Pretty cool fight overall, I think. Yeah. 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 You know, multiple stages. I like that it was, yeah, staged. It was good. And it didn't drag too long. Yeah. And it was like, it was it was well paced. And it's in a flying castle. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a bit of a problem, uh, just because, and I had a, I had a problem with it. it. There's certain enemies or certain certain times, certain fights in this game that have kind of pissed me off because this what game. Level did you say you were? I was, I was 17, and when I beat him, I turned 18. Well, that's impressive. I was, yeah, that's a, I was two levels, two levels, two level, two le- I was 19 when I started it, and 20 when I beat him. Well, see, my I didn't have any problem with Corypheus. The thing was, is like this game is not the 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 best running game in the world, uh, and sometimes the AI does dumb shit. Like there was one time where the Hinterlands Dragon, when I was fighting it, it would go up to this perch where I couldn't reach it and just sit there and spit fire the entire fight. And I'm like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to kill this thing? And the exact same thing happened with Corypheus. He went up on this perch and started shooting this laser at me and killing all my guys and never came down from there. And I was like, well, how the, you can't, you can't beat this. And so I died, reloaded. He never even went up to that fucking perch in the second part of that fight. Hmm. I was just like, what is this AI bullshit? 
So I, it's really weird, yeah, because I was like I played as an archer, so I didn't have too much trouble from like a range perspective. But like I had to keep moving Varric because he kept running up to like this. <laughs> he just ran straight yeah. in front of him and yeah. like couldn't like shoot him with his crossbow because he's like Carithus is on this perch and Varric's like basically staring into a concrete wall. And I'm like Varric, you might want to back up. <laughs> You're not supposed to be down there, buddy. And like, I just wanted to move him back, and he just ran straight in there again. Yeah, I don't no. know what it is with what are you doing? that guy. Dumbass. Please. <laughs> so, um, I had one of my biggest glitches in the game during this fight. I thought I was going to glitch myself all the way to an easy victory. Uh-huh. Because basically, Corypheus leaves after you get him down to about 50%. Yeah. Except I got him to 50%, and then all of a sudden he glitched, and he just sat there, like, spasming in the air. (laughs) Meanwhile, my entire team is unloading on him, and his health bar continues to go down. And I'm like, well, all right. I don't know what's going on, but I'm not going to do anything until I get him almost dead, and then I'll see what happens. Just in case I can get to the next stage where he's only got the tiniest sliver of life, and then one arrow kills him. So I must have sat there for... 30 or 40 minutes pumping arrows and spells. Fuck. Axe blast into him. And his health bar kept going down until it was nothing. And then I'm running all around. I'm like, all right, well, that was even more of a waste now because nothing's happening. I can't even get him to do, like, to change anything. So I eventually ran all the way down the stairs and, like, all the way back to the beginning area. And then he was shaken out of wherever he was. And then the dragons come in for the second half of the round. But then. When I had to fight him again, I was real excited to think that he was almost dead, but he, he magically went back up to. Luck. Yeah, yeah. So we had to we had to kill his dragon, um, which our dragon kind of like knocks it down out of the sky, um, and then we fight it on the ground. That dragon was actually a, a piece of cake for me. Mm. Um, it doesn't like my shield bash too much. Huh. Um, and then when we kill it. We go back to Corypheus, beat the hell out of him. I thought it was cool that I kept hiding behind those little stone pillars, and the dragon just kept, like, jumping and knocking him down with his wings or with his front paws. So I thought it was cool that there was a bunch of times I thought I was safe, and he blasted away that cover that I was using. <laughs> so um, the the only thing is we don't actually kill Corypheus. At least in my cutscene, it looked like we didn't kill him. In the cutscene, I opened up the breach and kind of like sucked him inside of it. I don't really remember. I remember the breach and yeah, yeah, I think that's what happened. It's like you know, he he was on the ground and yeah, and he gets kind of dragged. Yeah, he gets he gets like kind of like turned inside out through the the breach kind of thing. Um. But I don't think I ever straight up killed him. Yeah. That was the thing well, it got to me. Out of sight, out of mind, hey? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and afterwards... Party. We all go to the party. Everybody's celebrating. Yay. You can go talk to everybody. And, um... My bunch were all really happy. Even Blackwall, because obviously I never found out he was a great big lying liar. <laughs> so... <laughs> They were all really cheerful. Yeah, everybody was pretty cheerful. Apart from one person. And who was that? Who was nowhere to be found. Oh, yeah. 
there was this one guy. I always thought he was a douchebag. <laughs> um, when we kill Corypheus, um, you know that little that red orb that he used to carry around with him. It was kind of like a source of power for him. Uh, it, he he used it against us a lot, and he used that's where he got a lot of his magic abilities. Uh, when we killed him or sent him to wherever the space between spaces, um, that orb fell and broke. Well, and someone threw a real hissy fit about it. Yeah. Um, well, if you remember correctly, uh, when right before we made the sky hold, where everybody was singing "Kubaya," <laughs> Solus took us to the side and said, "I know what that orb is. It's Elvin." And uh, it's a source of Corypheus's power. And we need to figure out a way to get that away from him. And that was that. That's all he said. Well, after the fight, that thing's broken into pieces. He, Solus, comes and picks up the pieces and he acts like he's fucking devastated. Like he's crying, like a little bitch. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh, we can fix it, man. I mean, he's like, no, no. Bit, we can't bit of super glue, bit of duct tape. Yeah, we're good. Good as new. Yeah, it may not glow anymore, but who gives a fuck, you know? So uh, he he's he's saddened by that, and um, he leaves. Yeah, I thought that was weird because at the party somebody commented on that and said, yeah. "Oh yeah, he was pretty tore up about that orb," and I was like, "I guess." But uh, someone was it Leliana or maybe Josephine comes up to me and like says like Solus is gone. Yeah, you know, what's and like I had the option to actually say like one of my options was something's not right about this, yep. so that's what I picked and said, and they were like, oh well, you know, it didn't seem like a big deal, and like, immediately oh, yeah, he then, just needed a or something. yeah, he needed a break after all the crazy events, and I was like, now I know, yeah, something's like something. No one else gonna, seems to need yeah. a break. <laughs> yeah, something is wrong here. So I, um, I, you know, in that option, I just said, I just let him go. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I didn't want to pick that because he had been in my party literally. Yeah. The, the whole game. time. He had not been in my party. <laughs> he was always my mage. Yeah. Apart like, from like a brief intense. flirtation with Vivian, like after that, I pretty much stuck with Solace throughout because the elven thing. Well, Solace never learns a specialization, does he? Yeah, I had one. I think Rift Mage. Rift Mage. Okay. Yeah. He never learned a specialization from me, maybe because he hated my guts. <laughs> so um, yeah, I had Dorian as the Necromancer. Nice. Uh, see, I liked Solus because his elemental magic was he was useful for all the barriers. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like he was my go-to if ever there was a barrier. I'm like, well, he's got fire and he's got ice, so I can take out any of those pretty quickly. Yeah. So uh, he leaves. Everybody is celebrating, yay! And uh, I return to my quarters for the night, and me and Josephine have ourselves a fantastic night. Oh, Cassandra's One like really ages. sad, and she's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna. You're gonna be very in demand. I just want to steal a moment with you." And we sit, stand out on the balcony, and watch the sunset. It's all very sweet. We uh we sat down on the couch and watched the fire, and then. I was like, so this couch is a little stiff. Let's work on that. <laughs> so if you have Smooth. a question for, for your game, how did you handle 
the decision of Cassandra or Leliana? Well, because that's she, interesting. Cassandra yeah. asks you about it, and like it comes up fairly, fairly it often. It comes up I a think. lot, doesn't it? And I realised at that point that I hadn't actually really spoken to Leliana at all when we got to Skyhold, mostly because I didn't know where she was. <laughs> so I didn't really have like any hand in the decision, but I kind of, I tried to, I, like role playing it, like as my character, I was like, I really don't want you to be divine, because mm-hmm. you know, then you'll be away. But I also didn't want to be like a massive downer on what Cassandra wanted so yeah. I tried to be like I tried to sit on the fence quite yeah. a lot to be honest and I was like a lot of the times I'd be like you know I like to like I wanted Cassandra to talk about like her how she would see the Chantry you know under her leadership I guess I ta- which I thought I was really to, yeah. cool I talked about that with her too and I thought like yeah. some of the stuff she said was really cool and pretty much everything I agree with a lot of it I agree with in terms of like the game's worldview, but yeah, so a lot of time I was like, you know, we'll make it better, we'll make the world better, you know, yep. you, you can do, you know, what you think is best so long as we're together, that's all that matters yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I was, but I was I didn't the exact really want to say, when it, when it came up with the option of you should be the new divine, I didn't explicitly take, pick that option. Yeah, I didn't either. I yeah. told her basically, you have the chance to make it right, but yeah. then when it came down to it, I said, you should do, you know, I, I, I did the same thing, I kind of didn't want to tell her to leave because yeah. I think they'd be happy together. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I was, she ended I was, up not taking it. I was kind of yeah. the same way with her, except I wasn't uh, together with her. She was like my best friend. Varric, her, and Blackwall were like my best friends, which is how I got that Your trophy. Homies. Yeah. That's, that's how I got that trophy for me. Um, but I uh, wish I had... Cassandra and Varric in the party. I feel like throughout the game there must have been some good conversation between the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> given their history from the last definite, game. Definite definite banter. But um the uh the as far as the seek I mean you guys did her companion quest so you found out about the seekers and stuff like that and how they were yeah. really corrupt yeah. and shit. Yeah. Um and they Well, fa- I actually yeah, sorry, you go ahead. Go ahead. I just made me think of something else to do with her, but yeah, you know, the, the and then they were talking about how they were corrupt, and they invented uh, the um, the way to tranquilize people, the mages. And um, but they there's also a way to reverse tra- tranquilizing. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, she asked me, "Is like, what should we do?" And I was like, "If you want to be the divine, you can be. You know, I think you'd make a great divine, but at the same time, I think you'd make a great seeker, be a commander." You know, and rebuild them. And she's like, you know, and the whole thing of, yeah, but the Seekers come to find out they're a bunch of assholes. And I was like, well, you can be better. Make them yeah. better. Don't make them corrupt motherfuckers. You know? And, uh, and it, For me, it was always that, but as long as I'm with you, everything will be okay. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. none of that stuff happened. I was like, no, nah, you know, do what you want, man. You know, you, you, you're my friend. I'll, I got you back no matter what. So Matt, did you ever ask her, like, you know, that dialogue option that comes up a lot with Cassandra is like, tell me what happened to your brother. And like through the whole game, she's like, no. And then she's like, "Mm, no, maybe not. And then she's like, another time. And then she's like, I'm not still, I'm still not ready to talk about it. And like, the more you progress with her, the more she slightly sort of like opens up about that. And then finally you can ask it and she tells you what happens to her brother. Did you, did you? Oh, no, I tried a few times, but I just, she just said no. And I never really pushed it. Yeah, I think he was killed by like a crazy mage or whatever, and 
you know, like her quest, like a lot of the quests you had to kill, like with the rogue mages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, she talks a lot about having like wanting vengeance, but yeah. also not wanting to be like fueled by vengeance and just wanting revenge and like hating mages and stuff like that. Yeah, she doesn't want to be an evil Templar. Yeah, yeah and it just like it seemed really cool to me that she still is yeah. quite for the for the game at least quite liberal when it comes to yeah. like her stance on mages. She's also very self-aware. Yeah. Like again, she's harsh, but she realizes she's harsh. And she yeah, hates the mages, she, but she she knows that it's maybe not the most logical hate in the world. Yeah. And that that, and that was not, what I really liked about her. Yeah, and she doesn't want to dictate her personal feelings for mages as like law. Yeah. She doesn't think they should be discriminated against just because. I like that sort of reflectiveness that she has. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's harsh for a reason and like you say, but she's self aware about it and she's very self sufficient. I like I really like her. I think she's like a yeah. she at the beginning you think she's just gonna be maybe like a one note kind of loud brash character. But I think she's actually one of the more complex characters in the game. Yeah, me too. Well that was that was one of the great things was there was a scene with her where she said, uh when we first met, I had you like in chains, and I hated you for what you did to the divine. And I said, "Now we stand here beating Corypheus, and you're my best friend." And I yeah. was like, "Oh, that's sweet." Yeah, I actually didn't want to romance her because she, you know, she's the first woman you you see basically. And then once she's in my party, I'm like, "All right, it's a given that you can romance her." I don't want to. I'm going to find somebody more interesting. But then the more I talked to her, the more I thought that she was interesting and yeah. very well-rounded. And I'm like, you know, I could. my Inquisitor would like her, I think. She's strong. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, emotionally and, and physically. Yeah. <laughs> so is Josephine. I have to give it to Josephine. She's actually a very good character, too. See, yeah. I didn't spend any time with her. I, no, me either. I really... When I do my second playthrough, I'm going to spend so much more time exploring some of these other characters. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing for me was like, you know, Josephine, when you actually start talking to them and then let them open up, you know, her, her family came from Antiva. And when she was like 15, her mom sent her off to Valreal to study and she really didn't want to go. And, you know, she she misses her family. But at the same time, she she fell in love with Orlay and, and stuff like that. And. Yeah, it was she. She got pretty deep into this kind of stuff because she she's like one of those people who are in between countries. She loves this part of this country and she also loves mm-hmm. this part of this country and she doesn't know which one to choose and she's she's very conflicted and she she knows this and that's why she's always busy. You know, she's always got meetings and 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 setting up all these things for the Inquis- Inquisition and all this stuff. And we're like, why don't you just take a break? And she says, if I take a break, I start troubling myself. And I don't want to think about that. And I was like, oh, that's, that's actually a pretty good, you know, she, everybody's dealing with their own shit, mm. you know, yeah. and, and that was, it, it was really good. And, you know, she's like, you make me forget about everything. And then, well, come <laughs> here and make out with me. And, you know, that's, it, it was, it was nice. It was nice. So, yeah. <laughs> I partially blame myself for just not doing those quests when I certainly could have. Yeah. Again, the game should have made it easier for me to do that because I would much rather spend my time on meaningful missions like that than picking up 8 billion herbs. The the inner circle is the, the category for those quests, Yeah, and I just stuck to the inner circle and what was above it, which was the main storyline. 
in the inner circle, I think, is the only set of quests you can't do after you finish the game. Yes. Yeah. One oh, quest big... I did do that was a bit random was, like, for me, but, like, I really wanted to do it, which wasn't in the inner circle, but it's one that I came across in the Exalted Plains was gaining the favor of the Dalish. Uh-huh. And I yeah. found, like, a Dalish tribe out there and stuff, and I gained, like, 100% of their, like, favor and managed to recruit some of them for the Inquisition. Nice. Which I thought, like, that's something my Inquisitor would do, probably, because he is a Dalish elf. So right. I kind of felt like that was a logical quest for my character to do. But So, after the party, we get the wrap-up. Which is pretty much being told by Morgan. At least for me. Yeah, she narrated it. She narrates the, the wrap-up as she is leaving Skyhold and traveling somewhere else with her son. In my game. And uh, the wrap-up for me, I'll just go through it. It Beat Corypheus. Everybody was happy for a time. Uh, The Inquisition grew majorly in power. Um, As far as my decisions and stuff go, the Templars uh, became pretty much the, the, the guards for the Inquisition. We utilize the Templars a good amount for Inquisition uh, missions and things like that. But also, ultimately, they became the Inquisition Guard. I don't want to say the Royal Guard, but a lot of people did revere the Inquisitor as kind of like a ruler. Uh, even though the Inquisitor doesn't see himself as a ruler, people look at him like he is. Um, but he was just and, and, and tried to do the, the right thing. Um, I'll see here. Uh, in my well, who, game, what? Sorry, no, I was gonna cut in. I thought you were waiting for, a, so I was just gonna cut in. But. Oh, well, the next, the, the the next big thing was that who became divine? Yeah, uh, Cassandra became divine. In oh, my really? Game. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Uh, Cassandra became divine. Every uh, there was a lot of people who didn't like that, uh, according to Morgan. Um. Uh, mainly because of how brash she can be. Uh, but they said that she she reestablished a lot of things. She reestablished the Seekers uh, and uh, has made a promise to herself as, long, as well as the Inquisition that the Seekers will be an ally uh, to the Inquisition and will uphold the law as much as they can. And she will oversee it personally. Um, the Circle of Magi... Uh, has not been reestablished completely, uh, but she she is in the works of reestablishing the circle um, with uh, a more liberal um, sense, uh, utilizing Templars, but also utilizing mages to kind of police mages. You know, mm. uh, we don't want a Nazi Germany again. With the Templars just saying, fuck you, you're dead. You know? So, um, that happened. Uh, yeah, I definitely had some mages start, like, a, a university. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had that, because we picked the mages, didn't we? Yep. In the beginning for the, yeah. So, so the, I mean, go ahead and go into yours, because it'll hopefully jog my memory on the rest of them. Yeah, well, Leliana became divine in okay. mine, and she was, like, a bit radical. So, yeah, so there are factions that do not like her. Yeah, and she didn't reestablish the Circle of Magi, did she? We had the 
the universities came in or something like that. And she did a lot of things and basically it became uncertain. It kind of ended like the whole bit on the divine with it was uncertain as to whether the chantry was going to yeah. like get rid of maintain her. its existence. No, maintain oh. its existence, I think. Oh, wow. Right. Am I right, Matt? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I started off, I thought really positive. They were like for a little while, everything was it, great. Yeah. And then there was a lot of kind of dissent and rumblings of kind of protest. And yeah, it kind of, it felt like the institution of the chantry might not survive. Mm. was kind of how I felt it was coming across. Um, the other thing, the Orlesians, um, uh, the the Empress continued to rule, uh, and since I let uh, Gaspard go and not be executed, uh, there are rumors that Gaspard is gaining an army, and he Ooh. will take over her. He is mm. determined now. Oh, my Gaspard is just like a lame duck. And he's just sitting there, like, really mad because he's got what he wanted, but he can't really do anything because the, the elven lady, Briala, who I put in charge, basically, is, like, ruling. And she's kind of liberated a lot of the elves and, like, the elvish community in Orle is, is kind of getting a lot of new rights and stuff. That's one thing that came through in my kind of end narrative was, like, this is kind of a great time for elves, almost like a big kind of civil rights boom. Mm-hmm. Like... Mm-hmm a lot more sweeping rights for elves, which I was really pleased with because I kind of like played my game a lot that way in terms of like, I was always going to be proud and stand up for like the elven like culture and my, my character's race, I guess. So I'm quite pleased that that reflected positively in my end summary. Anything else? Oh, the Grey Wardens went away and... Yeah. yeah, they may have the re- completely repopulating. Gone. Well, it's rumor has it, yeah, they're they're off in like some. They went somewhere and they built like a went to a fort or something, and then there was all sorts of I don't know. I feel like they had some infighting. I can't really remember. It's yeah, the, the I great... kind of rem- I was like I must pay attention to this because I know I made a different decision and now I've forgotten. Yeah, the, the, as far as the Grey Warrens for me, they they went off and and decided to help um, certain. Um, groups uh, like it helped build, rebuild towns and things like that. Um, oh, mine didn't because I exiled them. Oh, oh, yeah. See, mine mine actually went and and helped rebuild, but they kind of lost their luster. At least that's what um, um, Morgan said, and she said that there was a lot of them that kind of disbanded. Yeah, they're they're kind of like they have no direction now. Pretty much, yeah. Just, I've got uh, yeah. yeah. And that was that was how she said with the Grey Wardens that like they're not they're not trying to you know get people to join and stuff like that they're yeah. just they're just kind of there now they they're really like they're an army without a war. Well, sooner or later there'll be another blight. I'm sure. Um, anything else you guys want to mention before we get into the after credits? Nothing that's, springs Yeah, that's twice. all I can remember. Okay. So after the credits, we have one final scene. It's a doozy. It is a doozy. Um, it is Solus walking through the woods, and he runs into Flemeth. Um, and uh, he's talking to Flemeth as if he knows her. And um, he's very saddened. He actually mentioned. I think he's mentioned he failed or something like that. Mm. And um, 
uh, Flemeth is actually consoling him. He's like, she's going to be okay. Uh, but she calls him yep. something. Comes calls him for something very significant. Yep. What's she call him? The Dreadwolf. Dun! Dun, dun, dun! She calls him the Dreadwolf. Uh, and, um... Puts puts her hand on his face, and then falls over and dies. Yeah, he like uh, it looked like he turned. I thought he did it. Uh, it, yeah. uh, it looked to me like she was doing it to him. I thought she looked scared of him. Yeah, I thought she was consoling him. He he looked real sad, and when she touched him, she was like holding his face, and then she fell over, and I'm like, okay, did he kill her? And then you see her like soul sucking shit go into Solus. His eyes light up blue, and he's like he's in pain, screaming. It's really interesting because after this, I was like, "Oh my god!" So I looked up a bunch of stuff, and then there was the image from the game of the that remis- of the cast of this game that resembles the Last Supper. Have you guys seen yep. that picture? I have yeah. not. Yeah, is he Judas? It, yeah, he's Judas. <laughs> picture. That's awesome. And I was like, "That is so awesome." Interesting. Um, so, according to me, I don't know. Th- th- my interpretation is is that Flemeth has decided to do the whole body swapping again and has possessed Solace. Oh, see, I don't... See, I would I thought read they it. were just having a conversation and he decided he wanted more power, so he did something yeah. to her, turned her into stone or whatever, took if- her power... If Flemeth is housing Mathal, then logically it would be that Solus is housing the Dreadwolf. Right. And if Solus is kind of equated as a Judas-type character, it's the, I, I, I feel like this is like, he's a bad guy. Yeah, I, I totally he's got big, that big it was bad, not yeah. choice. I, no. I, I'm not getting that at all. I'll have to go back and watch it again. And like yeah, he too. was all up involved in the orb and stuff with Corypheus. And like the fact that he knows a lot about that makes me wonder. Like, And I don't know like how Corypheus got that orb. Did, we, did that get covered? No, he just mentioned he said that it was Elven. Right. And whereas we know the Dreadwolf is the guy that basically, like, shattered, you know, the, he, he, you know he, he he fucked shit up for the elves. Basically. Yeah, he tricked, uh, I don't remember the, the story entirely, but he tricked Mithal into doing something and it got Mithal killed. Yeah. He didn't and kill it, her specifically, but he tricked her into getting killed. And so I kind of feel like... This is a this is almost kind of like history repeating itself, sort of thing. Like it's just it seems like things have come in a circle. As if you think of the start of like the elven, like th- is with Dreadwolf tricking Mithal, and basically either killing Mithal or resulting in her death. And that's also how the game ends between Solus and Flemeth. Essentially, Dreadwolf doing the same thing again to Mithal. I thought that was really cool. It That's could, how I read it, anyway. Yeah, see, I, I, I read it the opposite way. Um, either way, in my game, whatever is in that elf's body is Mithal, the Dreadwolf, and the fucking Archdemon soul. 
that's a bad combination. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> and that's how it ends. Yeah, I think the Dreadwolf is bad, like a bad guy. And if Solus is kind of equated as Judas by Judas by some of the promotional kind of mm. artwork, I'm like, wow. I can't wait to see where this goes. Yep. Well, there you go. Dun, dun, dun. And the that's, end. That's Dragon Age Inquisition. Ended on a bit of a downer. Yeah, ended kind of crazy. I don't know what to think of that. I don't know if they're going to dive into that with DLC or if they're going to save that shit for Dragon oh, Age 4. I hope not. I hope it comes in a full game. That seems like a major, major twist that I would be really like, I'd be a bit bummed if they were like, and it will just be covered in like three hours of DLC. That that was a major twist for Dragon Age 2 and they released that Corypheus DLC. Yeah, exactly. Well, that then, none of us did except um, for me, but I had to review it. Right now, I'm telling you, Bioware, no. <laughs> <laughs> if they listen. I also have to say that I didn't play Dragon Age 1 or 2 right when they came out. Uh-huh. And this one I have, so I'm in the position to actually buy that DLC. Yeah. So, like, I missed yeah. out on Awakening. I didn't buy the play the Corypheus DLC. Maybe I would have, maybe I wouldn't have if I had bought the game when it came out. But this one, you know, I, I finished it. I want to see what happens next. Yeah. I don't think I could wait on if it is DLC. I don't think I could oh. wait and pass it up. <laughs> no, I would yeah. be get, well. I will be getting any DLC anyway that comes out. Yeah. But I would hope that that seems like a major game changer. Yeah. And I can't, you know, when you think about how, what the Dreadwolf is like, at least as what it was hinted at in this game, and kind of having looked 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 into it a bit further, but <laughs> oh, it's cool. It's cool. So, uh, Matt, final thoughts on Dragon Age Inquisition. I started off the game with some reservations, and they never really went away. Uh-huh. Uh, I do think it's a great game. It has so many positives. They are strong positives. You know, the story's decent. There's so much to do. You could easily spend 100 hours doing everything in this game. I just don't think it was tight enough. Okay. You know, there was a lot of wasted time, and a lot of that time could have been spent funneling me towards better quests, more interesting quests. And it, it really could have been a fantastic game if they had honed it a bit. Mm-hmm. But I do love what is there, and I think it's a great game. So let me ask you this, and I'll ask Sophie the same question. Out of all three games that we've played in the past year, which one's your favorite? Two. Really? Dragon Age 2 is your favorite? Yeah. I, I feel like it was the tightest story-wise. <laughs> and I also... So I think... Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the mm-hmm. characters. I liked... The progression of the story. It didn't feel as epic, but I thought that was a cool step not to necessarily go as epic. Okay. And uh, Sophie, final thoughts for you? Um, yeah, I pretty much agree with pretty much, uh, pretty much agree pretty much, but with um, everything that Matt said, um, I think it's a great game too. I didn't have any initial reservations. Um, I think, you know, I, I dove headfirst into the game. Like, I really embraced the game. I, I loved it everything about it and then when i heard a couple of people you know talking about their a few issues they had with the game you know in terms of obviously what you just said matt redundant quests and redundant tasks that never really kind of have much of a purpose i was kind of like actually yeah that is a fair point i do agree 100 percent that the game could have done a better job of 
funneling you towards companion quests or quests with more payoff or, or more clearly delineating between like little tiny side quests and quests yep. that actually mean something and contribute to the overall narrative. Yeah. Um, because I do think it took liberties with my time. Right. And even as you yeah. mentioned, you can't even find the characters in Skyhold unless you yeah. go searching for them. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like they're hard to find, but, it, you know, it's a little bit of you a You know, track. sometimes I had an afternoon and I was kind of like, I'm going to put Dragon Age Inquisition in for three hours and I'm just going to do random shit. And I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But when I actually wanted to progress, sometimes it was a bit of a chore. Yeah. Because... It, there wasn't necessarily always a clear logical way of progressing character narrative and main story narrative, yeah. especially if you had the the story quest available, for example, but you needed more power to do it. I feel the but exact same way. Some of the things that w- I really think the characterization was amazing. I really liked all of the characters in this game. I think they did a really good job with the balance of all the party members and making them all kind of unique individuals. They were all interesting characters, apart from Sarah, who really sucked. I think I hated her even more than Meryl, which is saying something. (laughs) Um, No offense to your ex, Matt, um, in Dragon Age 2. Um, But yeah, overall, I would say this would still be my favorite Dragon Age game. Closely followed by Dragon Age 2. I would rank them in reverse wow. chronological order. Yeah, let's say this is a second for me. Interesting. Uh, I, I feel the exact same way. Uh, I think that this is a fantastic game, uh, bogged down by a little bit too much padding. Yeah. I mean, I think what it's kind of comedic in a way, but I think Bioware took everything that everybody hated about Dragon Age 2 and said, okay, motherfuckers, you think yeah. it's too short? You're sick of all the same areas over and over again? Enjoy Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. You know, I mean, like- I think the game looked great. And oh, yeah. it wasn't so much that all the random padding was necessarily bad. It's just that there wasn't a, always a clear-cut way of differentiating between it. Yeah. And that was the problem I had. I don't have a problem with an abundance of side quests because sometimes it's quite nice just to get lost in a world for a few hours and immerse yourself and explore different areas and pick up random shit and do that. Like I enjoyed that, but it had its time and place. And when I wanted to move on, what annoyed me was when I couldn't find an easy way to kind of progress stuff. Yeah. And that's pretty much how I feel. Um, as far as Dragon Ages go, I still hold Dragon Age Origins in high regard. I think that's still my favorite story. Um, Inquisition probably close second. Dragon Age 2 for me, I, I just... The, the story, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love all three games. Um, I just feel that... I kind of like the more blockbuster movie style, you know. For me, Origins was great because it felt like you and Alistair are kind of screwed. And it's basically you two guys versus the world. And, you know, it, it was it was their struggle of trying to figure out how do we stop this blight? How do we get more Grey Wardens? You know, we're the only – it was like we're the last of our race almost, you know. Yep. We, you yeah. know, it's it. You know, we have to do something about this, and that's why I loved about it. Um, and Dragon Age Two was more of like the Adventures of Hawk, you know, and that that was fine. I I didn't mind it. You know, it, it introduced Varric, which is by far my favorite character in the entire series. Um, and it's you know it's 
and, and Inquisition is another one of those epic blockbuster movies. And I, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, as far as characters go, I, uh, there was, there was a, there was a couple of characters I just couldn't stand in, in Inquisition. Like, I really, really don't like Sarah. I don't, I don't like Cole too much either. He's fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not just because he's weird. It's just like, you can't relate to this person. You know, you can't, like, even, even in the, like, the, the most normal sense, you, you just can't relate to him. Cause he's, he's not a human. You know, he's trying to be more human, but I mean, he just, he doesn't make any sense most of the time when he's talking. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think Blackwall was my favorite, one of my favorite characters in this, of the, uh, Inquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was so, so well written and, and, you know, you, you kind of feel for him. I think Josephine's a great character too. You know, even if she's not in your party, you know, just talking to her and, 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 and the romance stuff was really great. Um, another, uh, one of the things that really put this behind Dragon Age 2 for me, you know, I, I they're both, they're clearly the top two in my for me, mm-hmm. but I liked the way Dragon Age Two was a story about Hawk, whereas Origins and Inquisition are both make up your own origin. Mm. Right. But this game in particular, I thought the beginning of the game was the weakest for me, hands down. I hated the way that my origin was just a paragraph on a screen. Yeah. At least in the first one, you get to play the origin right whereas i still prefer the way mass effect did it which is you are just the character that they are telling you to be hawk or shepherd and then you spend your time exploring your companions i I do like the variety of origins the the origins in origins Mm -hmm. but this game i i I feel like that was just totally left out of the game and so i i started off just without a connection to my character and that that's one of the things that distanced me a bit from from the Inquisitor. Right. Uh, that's that's about it for Dragon Age. I do have a email that I want to read. This email comes from Jamie, fan of the show, fan of Dragon Age. It says, uh, hi all. I just wanted to say thanks for covering Dragon Age Inquisition. It's been a great hearing your thoughts. Thank you for listening. Uh, having finished my initial playthrough, I have to admit that I did find the ending to be slightly anticlimactic. I think that may be because I leveled my character a little too high, but I really wanted to finish all those dragons off, uh, making my final battle just a bit too easy. Other things that bother me about the game too, uh, like the small payoff for huge quest. I spent hours collecting every shard and found the reward a bit as a bit of, uh, found, what the fuck, I lost my place here. Wow. Uh, found every shard in the game with the reward, a bit of loot and some resistance percentage was a bit lacking. Yeah, I think that goes to what we were just saying, hey, about mm-hmm. like, these things seem like epic quests and then They're it's not. hard to tell whether collecting every, I mean, you think collecting every freaking shard in the game, you should get something awesome for doing that. Yeah. Says also, though I love Skyrim open Skyrim like open world, I feel like this might have taken away from the other characters' stories. Yes, definitely. Um, but all in all, I put a ton of time into this game, and I did really love playing. 
One last thing, I romanced Blackwall, and I was surprised to chat with Sophie to find out his betrayal didn't come up in her story. One of those awesome variances in different playthroughs. Thanks again, Jamie. Thank you for that email, Jamie. Yeah, that's something, you know, on top of just exploring the companions, like really getting to know Blackwall, I think, is one of the things I'm looking forward to in a second playthrough. Absolutely. That's uh, by far one of the best companion quests. He's one of the best companions in the game. Which is funny because him and Solus I used for the entirety of the game, and I didn't don't feel like I knew them at all. <laughs> like I, it, as much as well, that, now it kind of makes more sense about Solus. Hey, like when you ask him to drink from when I asked him to drink from the well, and he was like, "Nope, don't ask me again." I'm like, "Oh yeah," because that probably would have been like crazy if yeah. he'd have drunk from the well of Mithal, who he like killed basically. And <laughs> so these kind of things, like with Solus, like it makes a little bit more sense of why he was so weird. But see, I didn't talk to him that much, so as crazy as that ending was, it came a little bit out of left field for me. Like I'm like, where's the setup for this? Like this yeah. isn't quite the payoff, but where's the setup to get to the payoff? Yeah. So you know, maybe if I had spent more time with him, then that would have, you know, and I had more strong feelings about him, then that would have been more of a shocker for me. Yeah, I felt because I, I was felt like, like oh, that. all of a sudden he's whining over the orb, and then all now he's the betrayer. Well, when I saw him whining over the orb, I then remembered, oh yeah, he he was really fascinated with that orb, um, you know, before we got the sky hold, and he was telling me about it and how it was elven and stuff like that, and that's when I put two and two together. Yeah. And then when he disappeared, I was like, he's up to something, and then they showed that, and I was like, oh, I see what's going on. He always would be really. I found. Sometimes he'd be really receptive to answering questions. Yeah. And other times he'd also be suddenly like really hypocritical or like just totally shut up shop and not want to talk about stuff. So, for example, like one time I was, I think it was with Cole and we were sort of saying, you know, Cole can be more human. He's like, no, he's a spirit. That's what he is. You know, do you remember you guys have that conversation yeah. when, yeah. And then later in one of the dialogues I had with, um, I think it was in the, the ancient elven, like the temple of Mithal and stuff. And I was sort of saying, you know, I'm an elf. This is who I am. Or you're Solus, you're an elf. That's who you are. And he's like, don't associate me with just one thing and one culture. People can be just because I'm this. It doesn't mean I can't be all the, these other things or like, don't put me in a box is basically what he was saying. And I'm like, see, that's really weird because, <laughs> you know, like it was really hypocritical. And it's suddenly like now all these things make sense a little bit about Solace. Yeah. yeah. But I guess if you didn't talk to him or he just hated you, it wouldn't necessarily. And it's with hindsight, right? So these little stuff. And that's what I quite liked about the writing of his character. With hindsight, it kind of, you can, I can look back at least and think, oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he's not just a prick. He's, you know, yeah. he's got a reason for the, for being so dickish. Well, there's just there's just sense there's just moments where you'd think, God, Solus, stop being so freaking weird. But, but now it makes sense why he was being or why he is not quite who he seems. Yeah, and never you never felt like I never felt at least that he was a hundred percent like open with right. me as Inquisitor, if that makes sense. Not that he was being dishonest, but that. You know, he was keeping stuff to himself, or he was being—he was—he was being private, or keeping certain things within himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, hell of a game, Dragon Age Inquisition. Yep. We're uh, we're officially done with it. 
And, um, yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed. I know there was a good amount of people that were following along with us and stuff like that. So let me hear your thoughts on it. Uh, you can send me an email. It's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, we'll read them up on the show. Uh, tell me what your final thoughts are on Dragon Age Inquisition, or you can um, suggest games to us because we need some suggestions and stuff too. Uh, we're not too sure on what we're going to be playing next. Um, we're still working through that. Um, I think it's more than likely it's going to be a, a a flying solo with uh, with Matt and I, and. Uh, Afterwards, I think uh, probably within the next probably two or three games, I guess we're going to have to start the the year of Metal Gear, Matt. You ready? You excited for that? Oh, I am excited. Yeah. Although I, this year has already been dubbed so many things. The year of <laughs> Zelda, the year of Metal Gear. Like I, I'm all for it. Bring them on. There you go. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited for Metal Gear. Because yeah. honestly, we can do most, most Metal Gears. I mean, besides like Metal Gear 4, I think we could probably do Metal Gear 1. Or you know, Metal Gear Solid One and Metal Gear Solid Two. Two may take three episodes. One can easily be done in two episodes. Yeah, I remember three taking me quite a long time. Three, I'd say, would probably take about twelve hours to finish. So it'd probably be three episodes as well. That song, man, that song is forever ingrained in my brain. Oh yeah, most certainly, I'll be using that song for the <laughs> intro and outro. <laughs> um, but four is the long one. Holy shit. But, Four, yeah. strangely enough, is the one that I beat the quickest. I mean, maybe that's not strange because I was really excited for it. Mm-hmm. But I sat down and beat that in – I played f- five hours a night, four nights in a row. Yeah. Straight through and beat it on the fourth day. Now, have you ever completed Peace Walker? No, I have not finished that. Okay. Well, we, I put I'm, a good 20 hours in, but I'm not done with it. Yeah, I'm planning on – we're planning on doing that one too. Wow, that would be exciting. So we're going to do all the Metal Gears hopefully this year. Um, but I think we need to just take a break for a little while and maybe do like a small game or, or something yeah. a little, something a little different. Um, and, uh, but we will, we will be back, uh, probably it's maybe, it may be two weeks. I'm not too sure. Uh, we'll have to figure some stuff out. I know Matt's on vacation right now and, uh, on that, uh, on the road again. So, uh, when he gets back, we'll start up the next game. Uh, but that's it for us. Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter. I'm at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS and Sophie is at SM Holiday. Uh, you can follow the podcast itself. It is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. That's where I post every single episode. And, uh, sometimes we'll, we, we, I, I will post something like, Hey, we're playing this game next or give us some suggestions. So definitely follow the, uh, the podcast because I'm going to start being a little bit more active with it instead of just saying, Hey, our new episode's out. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. And, uh, thank you, Matt and Sophie for, for joining me on this epic quest. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me again, guys. Hopefully you can invite me back sometime. Yes, we will have Maybe I'll back. just Definitely. invite my back. I'll just invite myself back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in fact, we'll let you choose the game. Uh, Perfect. So uh, we'll... Uh, you we'll... can't take that back now. That's going on the internet. So that automatically becomes like truth. set in stone truth. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I won't take it back. I trust your judgment. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll let you choose the next game for you. Um, Perfect. and it'd probably be a little bit later on in the year, later on in the year for sure. And, um, but yeah, that's it for us. 
Um, I don't know when we'll be back. It'll probably be two weeks from now. Uh, and we don't know what game. So surprise for the next, yep. for the next, uh, episode. But until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And I'm Sophie. And we are out of here. We'll catch you guys next time with uh, a new episode of Fiends Down. <laughs>